Yep, yep, yep. Hi. excited. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, you guys have had extended fluffer time tonight, haven't you? <laughs> you guys had extra extra time in uh, in fluffer time this evening. Welcome in. Welcome in to the Sunday oh, night now. edition. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. It's just, it's been one of those days, guys. It, <laughs> it's been one of those days. Uh, welcome into the show. Hi, you guys. How you doing? Welcome. Snake Eyes is here. He's been keeping you guys entertained. And Gala, too, from what I hear. Welcome, Gala. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got a lot to get to tonight, and apparently a shorter amount of time to get to it since I've kept you guys late, and we're late getting started. And just one of those days. I, I apologize. Welcome into the show. I know, it's almost 1 o'clock. I am so sorry, Inchai Private Eye. Let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, server sound off. Here we go. Boom, go. Koran, server 27. Welcome in. Omicron on 16. Truck and Chick on 26. Herky the Hawk representing server 29 tonight. Chuck Grant on server 32. Misty on 16. Kess and Death Dealer on 15. Welcome. Jason Carpenter, that's a new name. Welcome into the show for the first time. Sorry that I'm 45 minutes late on your very first episode of uh, Talking Trek Live, the recorded version. Welcome into the show. Chala on 15. Skippy 15. Fallen Angel on 15. Representing server 15 well tonight. Welcome. Mistress of Mayhem on 17. Shade 18. Red Angel on 20. Welcome in. Pico 68 on server 13. That's also a new name. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you guys being here. Zula on 25, inch high, private eye. Almost 1 o'clock in the morning where he is, representing server 197. Bernard, server 28. Batman and Boaz on server 14. Vita, 131, welcome. Space Waffles representing server 15 of 15. Not 7 of 9, but 15 of 15. Snipes here on 17. Scalyback, 193. Thickness is here on server 15. Welcome in. JB, Der Blitz. Server 15, welcome. Thickness, you behave yourself. <laughs> Sinclair on 29. Welcome in. Mediocre on 15. Bombastic on 132. DJ Gerd, server 8. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome. Lots of bananas. In, <laughs> lots of bananas in the chat room this evening. Hope you guys are having a good time. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live. Ladies and gentlemen, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and uh, we do it right here every Sunday and Wednesday night. Can't give you a time, though, because obviously we are incapable of keeping a schedule. But um, I, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not possible. We cannot keep a schedule. But you know what? I have something in common with the sponsors of this show, right? Scopely World Gaming Headquarters International Entertainment Incorporated LLC member management uh, also seems to have a slight trouble keeping a, a schedule, right? A little bit of trouble keeping a schedule. We're going to talk about that tonight and the absence of our beloved Swarm Sunday. It was gone today, so we're going to talk about why and because uh, we do have an official response as to why that was not here today, and we're going to talk about that coming up. Yes, uh, it was... 
As intended, Derblitz. Uh, that's what they say. Working as intended. Missy and Sinclair says, boo, no, where's my swarm? Fatman says he's so sad. Ooh. Fusion says, bub by swarms. Uh, yeah, not here today. Snake Eyes says, coming soon on a mug in our merchandise store. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming. Yeah, Boaz, I'm with you. I would love to have Trite. I've been trying to save Trite for the last three or four weeks as it takes me $320 million for my next one upgrade. So, uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed that there was no trite today. Yes, Cass, I have trite, but it's not enough. It's not enough. I need more. I need more. So please, everyone on server 15, leave your bubbles down after the show so I could uh, help myself to some tritanium uh, reserves that you guys have. Okay, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Time for stupid the stupid news. No. Yep. News. news. I did bubble. Thank you, Mistress of Mayhem. <laughs> Yes. See, I didn't even hit the right button. That's not the normal button. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Tell me about it, buddy. It's the news. So I told you guys in uh, in fluffer time that I was going to have to try to wing this a little bit. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try. Did you guys hear about this, ladies and gentlemen? Happy birthday is in the works. Happy birthday to Axe Body Spray. Axe Body Spray turned 18 years old this week. Oddly enough, so does anybody who still wears it. <laughs> Turning 18 years old this week. That is Axe Body Spray's birthday. Yeah. I'm sure we have an Axe Body Spray meme in here somewhere. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Uh, let's see. This happened up in New Jersey. A 700-pound bear. Yep, a 700-pound bear was shot and killed in New Jersey, has set a record as the heaviest bear ever killed with a bow and arrow in North America. This is real, real news. Oddly enough, the bear actually shot itself because it was living in Jersey. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, self-inflicted. He was, was ready to go. Uh, China is in the news, has sent 100,000 ducks. Yes, 100,000 ducks to the border of Africa to fight a plague of locusts. Uh, at least we think it was ducks. With autocorrect, it could have been something else. I'm not sure. Although, I'm not sure that they're they're going to screw the locusts to death. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do. But yeah, send 100,000 ducks. Guys, isn't this like the exact same thing that we do anytime we get a pest problem and then we introduce a new pest problem? You guys familiar with potato bugs? We have them really bad over here in the, in the South. Potato bugs. They look like ladybugs, but they're brown. You know those? Yeah, those were brought over here to take care of some mite. And now we got potato bugs everywhere. Potato bugs. Terrible. To get rid of all the ducks, Rev Deuce says we're going to have to send rednecks with trucks and their sisters and guns. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I read about this. This is fantastic news, guys. Did you hear about this? Steven Spielberg's daughter... Michaela. Steven Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, has launched a career as an adult entertainment star. Yep, she is uh, She's going to do porn, ladies and gentlemen. You can see her in her latest film, E.T., The Extra Testicle. <laughs> That's a Spielberg movie, for those of you who missed that. She's also uh, starring in Schindler's Fist. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, that was <laughs> That's awful. Oh, yeah. How about Laura Croft, Womb Raider? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That last one was not a Spielberg firm. I was, uh, film. I was just testing you. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a Spielberg firm. 
I was just testing. Uh, let's see. Hasbro has announced, uh, the gaming company Hasbro has announced that Tiger Electronics is bringing back its handheld games from the 90s, including Sonic the Hedgehog, Transformers, and now The Little Mermaid. Buying one is the hottest new way to disappoint your children. Uh, <laughs> they'll be like, what is, what is this? I know, Snake Eyes, thank you. Uh, this is, uh, what is this crap, Mom? These handheld, you remember the little handheld games that were like really terrible little... Little and you know what I'm talking about those yeah, old games from the 90s. Games. Yeah, the little football you got to play Yahtzee on some of them. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's what they're they're coming out with. They're bringing them back. They're supposed to be uh, resurging them. I actually uh, did have a chance to talk to my oldest. He's 13. Landon. I asked him if he would like to have one of those, and he actually he said, "Dad, this is from the Stone Ages." And I, I, w- I was really shocked. I was kind of surprised there for a minute. He said that they were really old. Yeah, there you go. There's, and that's actually an advanced one, right, Red Angel? That, that one was because that one's in full color. Yeah, these things are uh, making their appearance. They're coming back. So anyway, uh, yeah, there is. Oh, is there an Oregon Trail handheld game as well? See, that would be cool. I'd like to play that one. But uh, anyway, uh, while we're talking about games, ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into uh, the game that we're supposed to be talking about today, and that is Star Trek Fleet Command. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you guys being here, and very, very sorry uh, that we started the show so late this evening. It's just been been one of those days. As a matter of fact, I jumped in voice a little bit on my way home, on my drive home, and was talking uh, to folks, apparently a lot of folks here in the service industry, and we were talking about uh, customers who show up like five minutes before close, and I just have a public service announcement for you. You don't do it. Don't do it. Make you know what kind of plans people have, okay? You don't know what kind of plans. Listen, I was supposed to be here with you guys 54 minutes ago, but instead, a customer shows up at five minutes till close. And even worse, doesn't buy anything. <laughs> it's terrible. Come in and buy or get out. That's my PSA to you. Um, yeah, Pico, I know. I, he says, I'm retail. I get every day I get those. Come in last minute and not buy anything. Yeah, no, I don't think her name was Karen. I don't remember. I didn't even care enough to know her name. That's why I was just like, listen, either buy this or get out. Go. Uh, anyway, so that's what we got going on there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, listen, a lot of people have asked me what we're going to talk about today. And um, quite embarrassingly, uh, as I indicated to you guys during Fluffer Time, I I have not had as much time to prepare as I would have really liked. But the whole intent behind today's show is what we know so far, okay? Uh, A Borg Arc 2 update, if you will, because we made some claims, all right? We made some claims uh, on Wednesday's show about what was going to be required, what was going to need to be done, what you were going to need to to do these certain events. And, And I made a claim. Uh, as did Zero Cool, shout out, as did Shoddy and Ramius, as did Rev Deuce and No One Shell. We made a claim that uh, Arc 2's objective was to acclaim the Vidar, okay, uh, to obtain it, rather, was to get this ship so that you could be ready for the third arc that comes. Uh, and we were told that... Um, that, that nothing in Arc 2 was going to require the Vidar. The, I mean, other than the obvious pay events. You got the tier of the Vidar event. Okay, that's fine. I'll give that to them. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, last uh, Arc, you had um, the missions event, which was called, uh, someone help me out, Imminent Threat, right? Imminent Threat was the mission chains event that was available last month. And originally, now listen, in fairness, they did originally say that it was not going to be available unless you paid to get the extra Borg points so that you could access those missions early to get the keys. And then they, they turned, uh, they did an about face and they unlocked it. 
Okay, They unlocked it and said, hey, listen, no problem. We're going to let the free-to-play guys get to this imminent threat. And they were able to clean it, uh, uh, complete it. And imminent threat was a series of three missions that uh, did have a great story but did not require uh, anything outside of the Borg points to get through it. And so we came in and made this claim. Now, I, I, I want to be very specific. I told you very specifically, because I listened to the last podcast, I said uh, specifically that you would be able to obtain 67,000 Borg points. In my opinion, you were going to be able to obtain the 67,000 Borg points before day 10. Uh, I still think that that's going to be the case. All right. However, I don't know that you're going to be able to complete these missions uh, in 10 days as a free-to-play. And why do I say that? I say that because I'm in the second mission chain right now, and it requires you to farm Borg inert nanoprobes. What does that mean? That means that you, uh, yeah, that means that you're supposed to have a Vidar already. Well, how can you do that on day three or, or four? Stanley. Uh, what? What'd you say, Vita? I'll take a Sally. I'll take a Sally. Oh, maybe. All right. Now, I know, listen, what some people are going to say. Take a Sally and go and, and hit people. You can't get into the space. All right. You cannot get into the space. Um, so oh, you, yeah, can't, right. you can't get up there without a transwarp cell. But then other people are saying, well, listen, I can hit a cargo on the way back. If I can find somebody's ship, if I can find somebody's base, I will be able to obtain some probes that way just by stealing them from somebody. Um, and I could do that. You know, if somebody's over cargo, I can try to get some probes that way. Um, maybe. OK, maybe. But I'm pretty sure doesn't that mission require you to actually defeat a Borg probe? I believe that it does. Uh, now, I haven't, yeah, I haven't finished it yet, okay? So that means I'm in the second mission chain, and you have to be able to make it into Borg space. The only way to do that is with a transwarp cell, and the only way you get transwarp cells is to build the Vidar. Thus, second act is locked behind a paywall. Now, I, I'm mixed feelings on this, okay? Because last event, like part of me, the objective or the practical or even the scopely part of me says, you know, last month that was the intent, okay? Last month it was intended that the mission chain, at least for the extra rewards, was not going to be available unless you paid. But then they, you know, so remember, they said that it was going to be available. Uh, Snake Eyes says not a paywall, and, and here's why he's saying that. Because the missions will stay, Okay, the missions are going to stay. You will still, if you do the free to play and you get the Vidar unlocked in 20 days, you will still have access to the missions. That's not going away. What you're going to lose are the rewards for completing the missions early, which results in about a million dilithium, a few uncommon materials. It's not a bad payout if you bought the pack. Okay, it's an extra million that uh, dilithium that you can get, and and now I'm going to consider that a part of the extra benefits that payers get. Okay, because it is now confirmed that that. Uh, event second act is lost for uh, the free-to-play guys you cannot complete the second or the third mission chains okay so uh, you lose the awards for the second and third part or the second and third uh, and fourth really milestones for that event the event cannot be completed chuck but the missions can shade says there's always some form of paywall somewhere and and listen i'm okay with that sometimes but uh, this is, uh, to coin a phrase from Rev, this is one step forward, two steps back in my book. They, they made Imminent Threat free and obtainable for free during the last event. This event, it, there's just no way around it. You can't get to it, okay? 
Um, you cannot do it until you get. Uh, Seeds of Life, for example, collect 3,000 inert nanoprobes from Borg hostels. Thank you, Death Dealer. That is one of those missions. So you cannot do it without owning a Vidar, and you can't get the Vidar until about day 20. So, guys, there you go. Now, Snake Eyes has another uh, another complaint. So I, I've given you the, the Scopely interpretation. They're just doing what they originally said. Last month, it was a gesture of good faith, maybe, or potentially a mistake, uh, or maybe potentially an error, or them just not communicating really well. So they wanted to they wanted to come out and, and offer a recompense, if you will. They wanted to offer the ability to get imminent threat for free because there was not a lot of transparency last month. So I get that. Fine. I appreciate that. Now you're going backwards, so to speak, and you're going back to the original intent, which was to keep the mission chain behind the pack purchase. Okay? So I get that, and, and I'm fine. Okay? I, I'm not happy about it, but I get it, and so let's move on. Then Snake Eye says, yeah, what's the bigger problem, <laughs> the bigger problem is that now we have multiple events, multiple, not just one. We've got a solo leaderboard. We've got uh, an alliance leaderboard for probe hunt, and you can only complete the probe hunt by having the Vidar. Okay, you only have, anyway, I, I, it's... The thing to me is this is a step in the wrong direction. I don't like it. And so, I, therefore, I want to apologize and I want to issue a correction from our last episode, which I say nothing in R2 requires the Vidar. Fake news. Fake news. Because it does. Okay? Uh, the probe hunt, the second act missions, it is locked behind. And listen, I don't want to say a paywall. Oh, well, you know what? Let me rephrase. Probe hunt, definitely paywall. Okay? Um, and second act paywall okay now the missions not a paywall because you can get to them all right the vidar not a paywall because you can get to it all right but second act is going to end and probe hunt is going to end before a free-to-play is able to obtain the vidar that ladies and gentlemen is the straight-up definition of a paywall okay uh second act should have lasted for 30 days omicron says um, yes, but then they wouldn't generate revenue from the packs for the people who want to obtain it. So, listen, I don't know if I'm going to say here, if I'm going to sit here and tell you that you should go buy a pack just so you can complete second act. All right. Second act has a million dilithium in it. There's a lot of ways to get a million dilithium. So I'm not sure if you want to feel like it's worth it to buy. If you did spend $100, okay, let's talk about that. If you did spend $100, you get 100 blueprints for the Vidar. You also get a great array of resources and materials. I mean, I'm not saying the pack isn't worth it, all right? And now you can add another million dilithium raw, and you can add another boatload of uncommon and rare materials to that list of what you get as a pay player. Is it worth it? Sure, okay? I'm not saying that it's not worth it. I'm just saying that you've made it uh, so that the free-to-play guys cannot get to it, and therein lies my my issue with it, okay? This event, uh, just like ARC-1, was supposed to be predominantly equal for free-to-play, and we gave you one, right? The event store, ladies and gentlemen, the event store uh, was a battle that we lost last month. We understand. I think as a whole, the community kind of gets it. Uh, they understand. You can't do straight-up free-to-play, guys. You can't do it because the game doesn't exist without payers, okay? Um, but if you're going to say that free-to-play has an equal and equitable path, I just feel like... I feel like you don't launch four different events that people can't do. I feel like you don't launch missions that people can't do. It reminds me of Mirror Mirror. Anybody? 
Anybody remember Mirror Mirror? By the way, uh, Mirror Mirror yeah, missions. Mirror Mirror missions have yeah. still not appeared yeah. for the free to play guys. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> Four months later, we still. Has, and maybe I'm wrong because I did buy the pack. Has anybody Me who too. did not buy Mirror Mirror? Did you ever get those missions? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that the answer is no. The general consensus on the official Discord was no, they didn't get it. So nope. I, I just I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like that's where we're back, and I don't like that. I don't like it. So I don't I don't want to go back to that. Uh, we've done really really good here uh, the last couple of months, especially Arc One and and what we thought about Arc Two. And listen, at the end of the day, I, I'm not complaining about Arc Two. Okay, to be honest with you, the whole concept of Arc Two is actually pretty phenomenal. Okay, really truthfully, I I, I do believe that. I believe that the basis of Arc Two is good. Okay, I just don't like a couple of the of the mechanics that they applied here, and not even mechanics of how it works. Just like you know, the missions I don't think should be locked behind the Vidar. I understand if you want to, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Well, mechanically you have to. Okay, you can't involve the Borg probes if you are going to keep it locked behind the transwarp cells, and I'm okay with that. I even like the concept of the cells, to be honest with you. All right, I know a lot of people don't, but I do, and I'll tell you why. It prevents the problem that we had with the swarm launch. All right. Uh, it encourages strategy. It encourages maybe a little PvP. I've been hearing stories. Uh, I very uh, am affectionately referring right now, even on our own server, there have been people nailing each other for twenty and thirty and thirty-five thousand inert nanoprobes, and they're you know it's creating a little bit of friction. And you know what? I like that. <laughs> Revduce, what's the status on your server? Are you seeing PvP in the Borg systems? You know, Rev comes in here, and he, he sits there on mute. <laughs> I don't, don't understand. He's not even listening. He's just here for stats, I guess. Let me ask you, anybody else? He might have lost his voice. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, does anybody else, uh, and I'll just read your text or anybody chip in on voice, does anybody like the PvP uh, that your server is experiencing? Uh, or maybe not like. Do you guys have any comments on it? Because I have been hearing stories. Uh, about some PvP in the Borg space. Now, Chuck uh, says on server 32, they made Borg space off-limits for PvP. How boring. How boring, Chuck. OP I like, is OP. I agree with you. Over-cargo is over-cargo, man. And, and not only that, but you're in a warship. So, uh, Vintage says, I know someone on our server that doesn't like PvP. I know there's people on every server that doesn't like pvp but at the end of the day pvp is a pretty essential part of this game <laughs> okay um that's my opinion uh viper says swarm space is no pvp on our server borg space probably going to follow suit how disgusting viper <laughs> like that's that's so boring um malbeth says i don't mind pvp but don't grief me i agree with that so there's some strategy involved with that right uh you don't want to be killed immediately um, and I get that. Uh, I don't think it's advantageous for someone to kill you immediately. All right? Think about this. If I uh, decide that I'm going to use one of my transwarp cells to go park in a Borg system, okay? I, why would I kill anybody as you come in? Makes no sense, right? If I'm doing this strategically, I'm going to wait until your hull's about 10% and you're showing about 20,000 over cargo, then I'm taking you out. All right, then I'm taking you out uh, if I'm the attacker. If I am up there with my Vidar and I'm trying to farm these probes and I don't want to be attacked, there's ways to avoid that as well, right? There's ways to avoid that because the Vidar, and we said this during the last episode, the Vidar is one of the fastest ships in the game. 
All right. And by the way, I did a little bit of research, even with claw. Okay. Even with claw, most ships in the game are not as fast as the Vidar. It comes close. Okay. It comes close, but it's not there. Okay, uh, the D3, someone help me out. The D3, uh, man, and this was ages ago, and I wish I had saved the screenshot. Gregor, is Gregor in here with us? Gregor, you are. Welcome into the show, buddy. How you doing, man? Have a good weekend? Yes, hey, sir. Have a good weekend? Good. Yep. Good, good, good. Awesome. Gregor, you did a speed test for us, and you showed, and I wish I would saved this screenshot. You gave me three or four ships, and you gave me the impulse speeds on each of those. Do you happen to remember or still have that information by chance? No, but I remember the Rialta was faster. The Rialta was faster, which the Rialta isn't going to do anything. But as far as warships go, the next one was the D3. Was that correct? And it had, time, yeah. it had impulse speed, I believe you told me, of 110. Is that correct? Rev just posted it. Oh, wonderful. Where did he put it? Because I don't see it. Is it in the graphics room? No, in, in chat. It's oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, thank you. Vidar impulse at 120 at tier 5, which, by the way, Rev, uh, the Vidar impulse... Uh, to my knowledge, does not change with tier. I think it's always been 120. You guys double-check for me, but I'm pretty sure the Vidar is 120 all the way around, okay? The D3 impulse is 115 at tier 8. So now if you put a claw on a D3, that is the only ship in the game that can catch a Vidar, okay? The D3, there you go. I'm looking at the screenshot here. Impulse speed 115, and you do not have claw. So even that ship cannot catch your Vidar. The only combination in the game, the only combination is claw as captain on either a D3 or Snipe says also a Sally, okay? Um, so you put claw on there, then yes, you become a threat to the Vidar. But let me tell you something also, guys. The difference between 120 and 123, all right, or 128 or whatever it is, is so small. They're literally going to have to be right on you. If you're racing across the system, they're not going to catch you, okay? Oh, Rev Deuce is mixing it up, ladies and gentlemen. The Fendra <laughs> that you have 7,000 blueprints to build. Fun fact, Rev says the Fendra is 127 impulse. Okay, so you can do it, but strategically speaking, you can absolutely, if you're paying attention, you can avoid attackers in Borg space. Just pay attention. I don't know. I bet a fender, you don't think a fender can get there? I bet it could because it's in neutral space. Okay. Um, Shade says impulse speed does not change. I have a tier three Vidar. It's still 120. That's what I thought. The impulse speed doesn't change. So, guys, listen, the PvP aspect of this was thought out. I'm going to give Scopely credit on this one. They did uh, either that or it was a wonderful mistake. All right. A happy accident. <laughs> it was a happy accident that the Vidar has a high impulse speed because it does give you a fighting chance against people who are trying to grief you in Borg space. All right, because it's going to be very difficult for people to catch you. They're going to be up there, and they're going to have to actually catch you. Okay, Sinclair says the Fender may not be strong enough to take out a Vidar. That's certainly possible. I don't know. We don't know what the weapons. Uh, I didn't really do much testing on a Vidar in normal PvP, but no. I'm, I'm it maybe not. Maybe not. It might be like a Franklin. So I really don't know. Uh, and and Sinclair uh, and Snake Eyes uh, is, is saying that the Fender probably couldn't take out a Vidar anyway. Okay, um, <laughs> Rev just posted a screenshot. Holy crikey, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a Tier 5 Vidar and uh, doing some PvP against the Tier 5 Mayflower and took it out <laughs> against the triangle. Look at that. So the Vidar is a real warship, he says. So it can hold its own, right? It can hold its own. 
So all I'm telling you is if you're up there and you're, and you're worried about griefers, just pay attention. Watch your six, and you'll be fine, okay? Don't complain that, that people can hit you. Make sure that they don't hit you, and you can do that. Okay, you absolutely can do that. Um, One of the things that I wanted to spend some time on tonight is I've had plenty of time to research and and find out kind of an optimum level. So when I went an optimum level of hostile that you should be hitting with each various level or tier of your Vidar, and I've got a lot of screenshots. So and I I may not even have all of them like super duper handy, uh, but I want to I want to show these. So first of all, I want to uh, shout out to uh, Skippy who sent this over to us, and I appreciate this. I'm going to post this in the graphics room. Um, there we go. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Okay, so, guys, I was doing a bunch of testing on the Vidar at level 25, at level 27, at level 29, and the tiers that it takes to get there. What I'm finding, and also on various crew loadouts, and I'm going to talk to you about that here in just a second, but the first thing I want to say is, take a look at that. That's a tier 8 Sally, hunting 25s, all right? Now, this is not the original intent, right? The But it's very reminiscent of Swarm, okay? At the very lower levels, the Devore may be less effective than some of your stronger warships. So, shout out Skippy, who took a tier 8. Right, by the way, built the Vidar because that's the only way you get transwarp cells, all right? Took that Vidar into Borg space and hit level 25s and was able to amass 31,000 inert nanoprobes uh, in a single hull, all right? You'll notice that he's using Pike, Moreau, and Chen. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about Chen as well, okay? Um, Because, here's the thing, I, I... Chen and Talon do not interact with the ship in which they're on, okay? They don't. But it, it does impact based on the level of hostile you're hitting because I believe that we're seeing a different firing pattern. Um, I want to say to you, Gregor, uh, and I got a chance to read some of this post from Fartasia, but you did some research on the firing patterns of the hostiles themselves. Do you happen to have that handy? And again, I apologize because I very obviously and clearly was not able to do a lot of prep for tonight. Um, but do you have the firing patterns for the hostiles themselves? Really? <laughs> Gregor's gone out. Everyone is abandoning me. Um, all right, so Rev, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you. All right? He says Chen all the way. I think it's a little more complicated than that. I believe that on the level 27s and down, okay, uh, I believe maybe even on the 28s and down, uh, Rev, I'm not saying that you're wrong. He says, I've run 200 logs. You're not wrong on the lower level ones. All right, 25s, 26s. Uh, let me show you guys this screenshot. Uh, hopefully I have it. Golly, I hope I have it. No, of course I don't. My gosh, it's in my phone. Hang on, I'm going to try to find it and post it real quick from my handheld operating device. I'll put it in the graphics room. Hi, somebody's on push to talk and has background noise. That's a glorious. Sorry, that was me. I was going to say, hey, DJ, the uh, I was using Talon until I switched it over just by mistake and had Chen as I went down there. And what? And I was getting 16K in inert probes versus 31K. All right, can you tell me what level hostiles you were hitting? Were they still 25s? So 25 for both of those. Okay, so here's what I want to share with you, and I'm going to throw this in. Uh, did you put that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, see, Rev, 
Rev says he's killing 33. See, your research doesn't match mine, man. Look in the graphics room, ladies and gentlemen. I'm posting, um, and of course, you're just going to have to take my word. I counted it, okay? Um, This is against, as you can see from the battle logs, against level 29s. I used uh, Pike, Moreau, and Chen on a tier 5 Vidar. I killed 26. All right, now, if you'll scroll up three pictures, all right, because I actually posted this on Friday, uh, I used the same Vidar with Talon, uh, Pike, Moreau, and Talon, and killed 61, okay? I mean, that's triple. It's almost triple at the level 29. Now, I've done some further digging into this, and and shout out Gregor for help. Uh, And and Gregor, if you happen to pop in, uh, please speak up, because you're the one that kind of discovered this. There's a different firing pattern for certain hostiles, okay? And, therefore, different weapons used at various levels of these hostels. And I still don't have it in all entirely pegged down, but I'm here to tell you guys, if you can hit 29s, if you can, thank you, Snake Eyes. Appreciate that. Well, there's the strength. There's some uh, probes. Now, you know what? Here's, here's why Talon may, uh, why Chen may be better if you're going in longer rounds. All right, Rev? That's the only thing I can think, okay? Because I have yet to find... Um, I have yet, uh, yes, you're right. The bottom is wrong there. I believe the third line is supposed to be an additional energy, okay? The third line is an additional energy weapon because they got two and two, all right? There's uh, two energies and two kinetics. So uh, round 10 does have a massive kinetic weapon, which is why I've not been going much higher than the level 29s. I posted battle logs up farther in the graphics room where I was only getting hit. See, this, this is why... This is why I don't have a lot of faith in that particular firing pattern, at least not for the level 29s, guys. And, and listen, maybe it's a bug. Maybe they get it fixed. I don't know. But I'm telling you, if you hit 29s, you're going to do better. And uh, I did not do better with Chen at a level 29. I mean, the, the data is there, okay? Um, I will also say with my Tier 5 Vidar, I hitting only 29s. I never made it past round 3. So you'll notice round 4 looks like it could be pretty damaging there, right? I never made it there. Okay, I never made it there. So I, Lego says line three is energy. That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking too. Of course, line ten, and actually I thought it was I thought it was twelve, uh, but the the data there indicates otherwise. But in round ten, there's a massive weapon. All right, you almost may want to call it the obliterator from the auger. It's a big gun. It's like the Sally big gun. Okay, big big gun. Um, uh, okay, so it's weapons one and two is energy, three and four kinetic, okay? And uh, Gregor says the same thing, Chen all the way. I don't know. Then why? Why did I only get 21 kills with Chen and 61 with Talon? I don't know. And that's why I would love for somebody to speak up. Gregor, is, is Gregor back yet? I need explanation. Chen, Chen is true for level 29s. Or Talon is true, I'm sorry, for level 29s. Okay, because, uh, because there's a different firing pattern there, guys. All right, and that's why I think Gregor and I were talking the other night. Twenty nine is kind of the sweet spot. Okay, uh, I, I'm not going to dive into why because I don't know. Okay, but level twenty nine is a sweet spot. You'll notice uh, if you go back in the graphics room, I did some other research and hit uh, a level thirty, or maybe it was a thirty one. Gregor, I was talking to you about this. I don't remember, but I I did not exponentially better. Like I think I hit a thirty and got like ten. 
and then hit a 31 and got like six. Like it, it just wasn't – there wasn't enough improvement there. I wasn't getting enough nanoprobes to make it worth it. Down at 29, it feels good. Inch High Private Eye says it's obvious you guys all have different research. I guarantee research has something to play into that, but it shouldn't be so gross of a difference. Okay, um, research is going to make a difference. I'm assuming, Gregor, that at the end of the day, this is an interceptor, right? Nope. So, you know, here's the thing. It, it, you need to play it out uh, a little bit because research has a lot to do with it. Levels of your officers have a lot to do with it. And even levels of the ships that you're trying to use, all right? Because a lot of people are going and, and hunting the 25s with an actual faction ship. And I think that you can do that. All right. Um, I do also want to point out, and I do actually have some screenshots of this, so let me plug this up real quick. Um, the faction store, I'm sorry, not the faction store, the event store, ladies and gentlemen, tiers by tier uh, of your ship, or rather it scales by tier of the Vidar. It does not, um, it is not dependent on your ops level, okay? Or, or at least it might be like augment, Okay, uh, where it uses both ops and the tier of the ship. But uh, Gregor, what are you at? You're you're at tier six, correct? Are you still at tier six? Or did That's you right. Okay. Yep. Do you do you happen to remember? Well, just tell me what was the number of charge nanoprobes you get for refining? How much? You and I were talking about this the other day, but we didn't really 4, get. You get forty five hundred for one chest. For one chest, and what does that one chest cost you? 40,000. 40,000. All right, guys, I am one tier under Gregor. I'm at 3,000 charged nanoprobes for 25,000. Does that sound familiar? I know you went pretty quick. Does that sound familiar, Gregor, or did you even look at tier five? I don't remember. Okay. I, I'm, I'm 90% certain, guys, that even though Gregor is uh, 10 levels above me as ops, okay, we are very similar in the refinery for the vidar okay so this scales by tier of the ship and if you look it even says in the special refinery it says vidar tier five okay so i I want you guys to be aware of that that as you upgrade then it is going to become more expensive because you're expected to be able to do more damage and farm more okay so guys pay attention to that also let me see if i can find yeah it's very similar to the devore in that way okay absolutely uh let me see if i can find this particular screenshot because we were also discussing the event store okay and guys even though you're in the event store uh and you can't use like maybe all the ms10 and and all that stuff there is other uh things if you scroll all the way to the right okay if you go all the way to the right there's a couple of new tabs and i'm going to post uh, a couple of these up and actually i'm 99 sure these are already in the uh, the graphics room, but I'm going to refresh them and put them down here at the bottom. You've got some reputation and you got some faction credits up there as well. Okay, guys, these are available to be used with charged nanoprobes. I just posted uh, a number of faction credits and also uh, reputation, which is coming right now. There's the reputation. All right, these ladies and gentlemen are definitely definitely uh, scaled by tier of the ship because I checked them every single time I, I promoted my ship or tiered it up, and they changed, okay? Gregor, if you don't mind, how many faction credits are you getting right now for what cost of charged nanoprobes at a tier 6? I believe you showed me a screenshot. It was 150. I don't remember what the cost of, of uh, probes was, but your credits was, I think, 150, you said. I'm checking, sorry. No, that's all right. And the rep, too. We'll look at the rep. 100, 150 for 2,500. There you go. All right, guys. And this is directly related to the tier of the ship. 
All right. So you don't have to be a level 42 to get it. But guys, here's another opportunity, another way to gain faction credits. And and this piece, guys, I really love. I really love this piece. You guys, uh, and even the reputation, not as much for me, but for some of you guys down at the level, uh, you know, at 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, and you're trying to fast track to your lock, you have never, ever been able to buy reputation. And really, in a matter of speaking, you're still not, but here's another event. So you've got your dailies, that contributes. You've also got the daily faction rep event, uh, which is, a, I guess, a daily event based on how many resources you spend. All right. That's a way to fast track your rep. And now you're introduced to the third way to fast track your rep, which is uh, using these charged nanoprobes. So I have no problem with this. Uh, I like this metric. This is, this is the way out, as Gregor was talking about. This is the way out of the closed loop. This is why the DeVore was a failure, and this one has the potential to last. Gregor, do you agree? Um, lost track, brother. What's the question? <laughs> it's so late. I know. I'm this so is bad just at such a sloppy right show. I'm so sorry. Uh, it, it's my fault. It's just been that kind of a day. Such a slop. Um, no, this this particular component, these event store components, Gregor. I believe they allow you to escape the closed loop that was the failed experiment known as the divorce. Yes, I agree. Somewhat, I think that right now it's still way too expensive for those things. Like the faction credits and the rep, especially with having the negative aspect to them. I mean, yeah, Mal Malbeth says you're you're still limited because you only have two cells a day, and that's true. You guys remember though, we're very early. I remember giving you this message at the beginning of Arc One. It's very early. Okay, you guys will be able. I mean, let's let's go back here. Okay, let me let me post a screenshot here to get to a tier three. Vidar. Okay, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. It is in the graphics room if you guys want to scroll up, but I'm going to repost it here uh, just so it's kind of at the forefront. Uh, cost of tier three uh, on the Vidar. Not expensive. Okay, 1,435 charge nanoprobes. Okay, which by the way, you should be able to get in, a, in maybe a day or two. All right, maybe three, maybe three, because uh, you've also got 200 and some that are used. So, so think about this, 1,700 charged nanoprobes gets you all the way to Tier 3. Guys, I kind of believe at Tier 3 this ship does become effective, okay? Uh, maybe Tier 4, but really truthfully, I think that you can start doing more effective damage than you can with, say, your Sally, okay, at Tier 3. And it's cheap to repair. It's super cheap to repair. That's what you got to remember. Absolutely, guys. It costs next to nothing. Here, let's look at Tier 4. Now, Tier 4 gets a little bit more expensive. Um, hey, somebody uh, on voice, somebody who is, say, Tier 1 on your Vidar, give me your refinery uh, requirements, please. Skippy, you all right? you're here. I know you're farming Borg probes. What is the conversion rate in your refinery right now since you're a Tier 1? Please be on. Actually, I'm tier two. But okay, that's fine. It was five thousand and twenty-five thousand was tier one, eight thousand and forty-two thousand for. Okay, so your eight thousand chest, your single batch. How many probes does it give you though? So you're tier two. I'll have to check. It's eight thousand uh, in a hundred and fifty. No, it's got to be more than that, isn't it? Is it not more than that? That would be awful. Uh, I feel like it's more than that because here's uh, yeah it has to be more than that mine's 3,000 and at, at tier 5 I can't imagine that it would scale that bad uh, of course Gregor you said yours was what 5,000 yeah 5,000 so yeah. uh, guys uh, we'll, we'll wait for Skippy to come I got 45 minutes before I can check them. oh okay anybody else does anybody else have the refinery open that they can look and, and I wish that I'd, I'd well let me look in the graphics room and I gosh I hate to 
I may have to do some edits later this evening because it's just sloppy. Just sloppiness right here. Okay, um, I'm going back up. Here is Tier 4. Here, I've got it. Tier 4, one chest is 20,000 probes, 1,500 charged nanoprobes, but that's a Tier 4. Uh, going up to Tier 3, here's Tier 3. If you're Tier 3, you get 750 charged nanoprobes for 13,000 inerts, okay? And I don't know, I don't think I did Tier 2 because I didn't realize what was happening. <laughs> I didn't realize it was changing, so I did not do Tier 2. But So let's say a Tier 3, all right? Tier 2, we already know that it costs not much to get it upgraded. Um, let's assume that it's 400. Let's cut it in half. Let's say it's 400 at Tier 2, all right? That means, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Tier 2 Vidar, you can get to Tier 3 in approximately four days. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. Okay, then you're at tier three now. Okay, now at tier three, you can start getting 750 charge nanoprobes a day. Okay, and the cost for tier four is 6,400. You divide that by 750. Somebody help me out. That is about what, 12 or 15, maybe let's say 15 days. You're still inside the arc and you can be at tier four for free. Okay, so this is not a terrible progression. And, and I do believe that the Vidar is going to be much more valuable for you guys a little bit later. Okay, uh, Snake Eyes has the cost of everything. Thank you for posting that. He put it in the chat room. You've got the, uh, the cost for everything, including the charged nanoprobes and titanium and crystal and everything uh, based off in the chat room there. As a matter of fact, Snake Eyes threw that in the graphics room so we can keep that. Okay. Uh, Chick says one step behind, but three is a foot to the throat. Not, I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> well, we'll get back. Shade says tier three is very effective. Guys, I, I'm telling you, this is not as bad as the Franklin. At, at the Franklin, you had to be tier six or tier seven before it became better than, say, your Centurion. Here you go, you're now at a ship that, that really probably becomes effective at tier three as compared to a Sally. Okay, so uh, guys, I'm just here to tell you this has been kind of refined. Maybe the Franklin, maybe the Devor was our test run, so to speak, or at least maybe they learned something or they modeled it after the successes and the failures of the Franklin and the Devor. And now you've got a Vidar that's been scaled in, in a way that I think is rather appropriate. Okay, um, I think I think it's a good thing. The Omicron says free-to-play will always be and should be behind the buyers. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, okay? I, I'm not saying that, that I agree. If I'm paying something, I want to benefit. That's why I pay, all right? But we, there might be a better scale, potentially. I don't know. Gregor, tell me how you feel about it. You've got the event store that you've got to pay to get into, which is a good value. I don't take anything away from that, and I even understand why they did it. What's your opinion on these missions? Is, is that, should that have happened that way? Or, or I mean, um, well, I mean, it's essentially like the last set of missions, right? The so. last set of missions were available for free. Okay, imminent threat was available for free. You did not have to pay to get into that. Now they started by saying that you would. Okay, and then people bought packs. Remember Vita's big complaint. Vita, are you awake? <laughs> are you yeah, still but, with us? But the last one, the last set, I am. I am. supposed to be free, and they, then it ended up being. Exactly. And that's why that's why, you know, that part of me is saying, guys, you got to give them a little bit of a pass here. OK, because it was never supposed to be free, even in arc one. But it you know, and even though not a whole lot of time has passed, it's kind of the same metric as what Rev has talked about in the past. This is a mechanic that, you know, we came that we got used to in arc one and now expect in arc two. And they pulled the rug out. OK, this is like lock faction. It wasn't ever supposed to happen, but it did. Okay, so th this I agree with you, Gregor. 
second act probably was never intended to be free, but neither was imminent threat. Uh, imminent threat, but they did it, okay? And now we expected these missions to be available as free as well. So, uh, I don't know. Personally, I, I couldn't care. I not going to happen. What do you mean, uh, not going to happen? I don't, well, they, I don't. Vita, mm. what do you... What, uh, I, what don't, do you? I don't... I don't... Uh, yeah, maybe they do it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> they do what they want. We are all so checked out here. What the hell is wrong with all of us? We just need to quit. We're done. Hey, guys, we're, we're going to play Beat the Torpedo and we're getting off the air. <laughs> We're done. Can I, can I throw something Just in? as long as I win again. Yeah, please. What you, yeah, what do you got, Sinclair? Go for it. My only wondering is, you know, they've locked this behind where you pay for it. You have to buy the ship in order to get going. But you get a ship at the end of the missions. So, what, do they expect you to have two of these? I mean, is that required? I don't understand. Ah, so that is not even why why are you even worried about that <laughs> you're gonna get a second one it's just like the franklin it's just like the botany bay you probably if you have the time and or the money and or the skill and or the uh, willpower to max it out of course it's probably going to be helpful okay um let's, but let's be honest though what are you losing with the missions that you don't get you're losing some of it or mission resources right yeah some, now yeah you know rewards. what yeah i appreciate that gregor guys look at it on this point the, the this is different than imminent threat in the regard that second act has no borg points okay no borg points so by not completing that event you're literally only losing the rewards which are nice but not spectacular Okay, we talked about this. A few materials, about, a one, about one million in dilithium. Okay, so not the end of the world. I don't want this to be a central focal point. It's just, um, and maybe I've done that. Sorry, my bad. You're not losing Borg points. It's not hurting your progression. Okay, and the missions no. will not go away. It's just some, some basic RSS that you don't get, which is the same as if you buy basic RSS in, the, in this regular store. There you go. So listen, Gregor's not even a Scopely shill. <laughs> and he's saying, guys, it's not a big deal, okay? Consider it a part of the extra goodies that the payers get, all right? C consider it that way, all right? You've got one million extra deal, big whoop-de-doo, all right? One million extra deal that you get if you're a payer. It doesn't need to be the end of the world, and it doesn't need to incite riot. I, am I disappointed in it? Yeah, sure. Sure I am, all right? But it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to rage quit or go start sweeping systems or quit the game because it's not that big of a deal. Okay. I'm more upset with the events that we're missing because the well, yeah, that's a nice amount of alliance credits for yeah. For like, oh, I'm not in on that. Damn. So I guess that's where but that's where it comes. How it's much be something for these guys who have bought the ship? I, I totally get that. I Give know, but how much? How much is now too much? Okay, but, and I think that's not the point. out of you're not out of the monthly alliance event. You can't put up the same amount of points for people that bought the ship, but you're not out of the monthly alliance. Well, yeah, the, uh, we the, guys. the monthly we alliance event doesn't last for the whole month, okay? It, uh, what is it, three days? Now, I'm sure it's going to cycle, but that probe hunt is not very long. It's only a couple of days, and you have to contribute a point in order to get the reward. So it really literally is only for the payers because it's going to end before you can get to Vidar for free. Thank you, Omicron. There's 16 Wait, hours left. you have left. to put in one point to be able to get the alliance credits from Of everyone? course. It's been that way since day one of this game. You have to contribute before you can earn the rewards. You have to have one point, all right? Now, Vintage says that you can do it by recruiting an officer one of ten. That's one true. Ten, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Fusion. Appreciate that. One shard is all you need. I didn't want to do a, a full ultra pull just for... 
just for getting one shard. Well, there is a, a 2X box, by the uh, way. By the way, that guys. Now that I'm yeah, that, out on my 1300. What? <laughs> now that I know that I might miss out on my 1300 alliance credits if I don't, you know, try and get that one point. Yeah, you need to go get a point. So you're right. One shard of one of ten gets you in there. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because, <laughs> listen, I'm going to blame this one on me. I haven't had a chance to really fully flesh this out and really super prepare because this week's been pure hell uh, at work. <laughs> so so I apologize if, I, if I'm sounding a little bit more confused than normal. But, yes, it, it, it has been that way since day one. You've got to contribute at least one point to the Alliance event to get the rewards. But Borg Nanoprobes. I'm always doing them, so there hasn't been one that I haven't been in. So there was... Didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to get one point, but in this case, Borg nanoprobes are not the only way to get the points. You can also do it with an Officer 1 of 10 shard. So there you go. Omicron says the event has good alliance rewards. So you know what? I'm going to – you know what? This is my fault. I've been, I've been probably a little grumpy and a little aggravated, and the, it's carrying over to the event. You know what? Gregor's got it right. Second act does not impact your ability to get the Vidar. You're missing one million deal. Big deal. Go rate it. Not a big deal. Go yep. rate it, okay? Second, the Alliance event that I was getting ready to dump on, uh, you know, not a big deal because you can still participate. If you got some Ultra Recruit tokens, uh, you got any way to get a Borg 1 of 10 shard, go do it. Yeah, and you know what? That event's been up for five days. So if you haven't done enough dailies to pull even one chest of an Ultra Recruit pack, then maybe you're doing something else wrong, okay? Pull an Ultra Recruit pack in the 2X chest, and hopefully, hopefully, the, the chances of pulling one shard are probably relatively high. Okay, so you DJ. can. Yeah, please go ahead. This is Forks. I pulled seven of them and didn't get one shot. Really, with the two X chest? Yeah, that's really All terrible the- luck. <laughs> that's really terrible luck because I have actually, be- I've got enough shards now to promote him a second time. I can get him up to fifteen of fifteen. I just haven't done it yet. Um, Truck and Chick says I pulled nine chests, no Borgs. So uh, yeah, that that might be. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, is are, Let me ask you this. Are there any other events or anything else going on right now that earns you shards of 1 of 10? Because even if you earn him in an event, you can still you still get points for that. No? Nothing? Nope. All right. Well, maybe it'll roll around. I, I'm no, not going to... Actually, the solo, the solo probe event actually rewards you, even, up, <laughs> even all the way down to 25. The solo probe that you can't do because you it's can't all, hit probes all, because all, you don't all. have... Yeah, I got you. All right, so yeah, like I said, maybe maybe I'm just being tired and grumpy, so I'll apologize ahead of time. This should be a really fun episode to listen to. Uh, I might not, I might not even put it on the air <laughs> because it's been such a sloppy mess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, this this has been a terrible show. I I'm, I'm probably not even going to publish this. Terrible. Uh, anyway, long story short, guys, there's multiple ways to work this out, and and it's my fault because I haven't fleshed it out fully and I'm not super prepared. Uh, let's do this. I need to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to play an awesome song. And uh, (laughs) Rev says he's never listening to this podcast ever again. Pure Ford, he says, found on the radio dead. (laughs) That's right. Yesterday was free. uh, was National Margarita Day, Chick. You missed it. You're a day late. That was yesterday. Uh, Guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick break because obviously I need to regroup. And uh, I do have something positive that I want to talk about. And it's not even related to the Borg. Crazy enough, right? Let's do this. I'm going to take a very quick break. When I come back, uh, we're going to wrap up on Borg Arc 2 and some of the things that we've dug into and found since.
since the launch of ARC 2. We're going to wrap up on that and then get to something else that is going to be fun to talk about. Okay, we're going to do that. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Coca-Cola, the caramel-colored soft drink that always goes down the wrong way. Okay, as you know, we're here to name the next virus. They finally cured corona? Yeah. It takes Lyme disease. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, I don't feel The great. bosses just want us ready for the next one. So what's something everybody is scared of these days? Watching the view? True, but something more physical. The Heineken virus? Can't do it. They paid us to name the last one coronavirus. Oh, the impeachment virus. Too late. Congress already has it. How about the Bravo virus? It hits you like a real housewife. Not bad. The Pelosi virus. It rips you up like a speech. Getting there. I got it. What? The coronavirus. Just got an email with my results. I'm out of here. Oh, me too. Guys, I was kidding. Come back. Potty break. It was just like everything else that's happened today, and nothing is working right. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, they'll just add that. Uh, add that next edit there, Snake Eyes. I- I'm sure your 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 notepad is getting very full of crap that we've got to fix today. It's absolutely terrible. Anyway, yeah, nothing working right. That's just how it goes. No, I wasn't pooping. I would tell you if I was pooping. I wasn't pooping. <laughs> it didn't happen, and it wasn't my batteries. My batteries are still green. Uh, anyway, guys. Welcome into the show. You know what? I want to do this very quickly. I want to play this uh, because I, I wasn't going to, but because he's such a very good friend of mine and uh, such a, a, a good person uh, who made a request, I'm going to play it, okay? I'm going to play it right now because he wanted... <laughs> Gregor. Gregor actually requested this song for the show tonight. Did you not, Gregor? You was, want... Yes, there DJ you are. DJ was putting on a smoking jacket. <laughs> sitting down with his pipe sitting yes i was i'm Special getting ready to DJ. i'm gonna read you guys the first installment of a chapter book that i've been writing <laughs> yeah no all right Somebody turn that off cherry. yeah <laughs> that's right um no guys uh, all right so listen i've been holding this for such a long time and i apologize for not getting to it we just had a lot to get to right we've had a ton to get to ladies and gentlemen i would like to share with you some incredibly in-depth research we've talked about this we teased it almost a month ago and uh i just never really got around to it uh so i direct your attention to the graphics room where i'm going to post two amazingly gloriful glory amazing I can't even talk. I'm so done. I'm ready to quit. Uh, here's the uh, here's the research. All right. Shout out Wardod and Big Country. Shout out Think. Ladies and gentlemen, they did this, uh, and probably not for me, although they offered to share it with me, and I'm very grateful for that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 30 days worth of research. 
all right, between um, between prime and non-prime pulls. Okay. Now you'll notice that um, at the very top it says Wardod did the 12k pulls, Country did the 75k pulls, and uh, what we're going to take from this is that they each did one extra chest. Okay, which is the definition of prime. All right, so when you guys are looking in the office and you are in the event store and you've got three different primes, all right, at certain levels, by the way, they don't become available, I don't believe, until what, level 30? Is it 30? No, it might be younger than that. 28, perhaps? Someone help me out. I believe Ops 28 that the primes start becoming available. I see them. Uh, it's twenty-eight. It's twenty-eight. I thought, and they're and they're not all immediately available. You got to progress through. It's twenty-eight, thirty, and then thirty-two. And the only reason I know that is because I have not yet done Prime Ore. Okay, and it was unlocked at thirty-two, and I've not done it. I did Prime Crystal was the first one. That's a twenty-eight. Prime Gas is available at thirty. Okay, or do I have that backwards? It might be Gas at twenty-eight. Can't remember. Um, anyway, one of them becomes available at 28, one's at 30, and then one's at 32, or is at 32. So here's what we're looking at. We're looking at 30 days worth of data that um, are exactly one pull more than the rest, okay? Big Country did one extra pull, then Wardod did every day for 30 days. They wrote down everything, including uncommons, um, uh, even common materials, rares, all of it, okay? Guys, this is a tremendous, tremendous chart, and I want to send a very special thank you. Again, I said this in the last episode. We've got some really amazing contributors, right? You guys have done some really good stuff, and I appreciate those of you who do contribute to the show because I just simply can't test everything. Um, and and so we rely. I say we, Rev, no one, all the content creators rely on you guys giving us the, the information, and I appreciate it. I think it's awesome that you guys do that. Look at this. I mean, this is a, this is a stinking chart that they kept for 30 days, twice a day, and reported everything. So let's look at the second screenshot down there at the very, very bottom, and let's talk about some totals, okay? Uh, let's talk crystal first on a double purchase prime. Okay, that's the 12K package, which means uh, if you were not with prime, you would get two pulls. If you were with prime, then you'd get three. Okay, and then we're going to look at the one on the right, which is big countries who paid for the three. And if you had prime, you would get the fourth. All right. These are and, and you can't even look at the numbers overall because these guys refineries are pretty high. Okay, but we're talking about the difference, the extra pull. So, for example, let, let's talk about I want to talk about uncommon gas. Let's talk about uncommon gas for a second. And I'll, and I'll illustrate my point. Okay. Uh, uncommon gas, Wardod says with two chests, he's pulling an average of 21.7 uncommon gas per pull. Okay, that's per pull. Not per, not per day, I don't think, and maybe he can clarify, but I'm pretty sure this, these are averages. Uh, let me do some quick math here, and I'll tell you. Uh, 1,260 divided by 30 is, yeah, this is per pull, guys. He did it, uh, he did it based on 60, dividing it by 60, all right? So if you take the 1260 and divide it by 60, that's 21, okay? So that's what he did. He did it based on the number of pulls, not, and that's why I say your refinery may not give you this per pull. But anyway, uncommon gas, 21.7 uncommon gas per pull doing a non-prime. And then uh, Big Country did 25.8 with doing prime. Okay. Now, again, don't get hung up on the specific number. You're probably not getting 25 per pull. They've got higher refineries. But the difference, ladies and gentlemen, between prime and non-prime is approximately four uncommon gas per pull. Okay. That is what I want you to take away from this. Uncommon gas per pull difference between prime and non-prime is approximately four 
per pull. That's eight gas a day. So, ladies and gentlemen, I pose the question to you. Is a $100 pack for prime gas worth you getting eight uncommon gas per day? That's a question only you can answer. All right. So I invite you guys to speak up. Now, Prime, is, we've got some data here uh, on gas anyway. It's about four. Let's look at Crystal. Crystal, a uh, little bit less on the overall scheme, 19.4 non-Prime, 22.9 for Prime. So you're seeing a difference of about uh, three and a half. All right, let's round it and call it four. Okay, a difference of four crystal per pull or eight per day. Let's look at ore. Ore is 18.8. Now, this is a big one. I don't know if this is indicative of the package or if they just, if, if Big Country had some really good luck. But you see, and again, this is based off their 60 pulls. So the random number generator had time to level out. I'm not going to tell you that Prime Ore does better. Okay, not telling you that. Um, not eight, anyway. The difference is nine. Okay, that's extra 18 ore per day. So I can't sit here and tell you that you're going to get an extra 18 ore per day if you buy Prime. It's just a really big gap. Uh, Gregor, let me ask you this. How many Primes do you have? Do you have them all? I do. Do you feel like it was a worthwhile purchase? I do. There you go. Can you explain why? Um, I bought them a while ago, but I definitely felt like I saw more refinery output. I do. I, I see, see it even right BJ? now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I have to agree with what Rev was saying above. I think it was him. One's doing 12K and one's doing the 75K. One has Prime and one doesn't. The difference just between the 75K and 12K, adding that Prime in there almost looks worthless. Uh, no, I disagree, okay, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, what they did, okay, and the reason that I'm, I'm making this about Prime is because all Prime does is give you one extra chest, all right? It is the definition of 12 versus 75, okay? It is the definition of 12 versus 75. Listen, they may both have Prime, okay? Uh, that's, not the, that's not the argument here, okay? And that's not why they did the research. Uh, Der Blitz says he takes all the credit for this. What it is, it's simply the difference for the one extra chest, okay? And Der, like he says, it never goes away, okay? It never goes away. So this is the difference uh, between the extra pull, all right? It might be prime. Listen, maybe you actually don't want to buy the primes and you just want to spend 75000 on every single one forever. Fine, okay? Listen, Red Angel, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get the prime. He says I already have prime. I think it's worth it. Snipe says so worth it, okay? Uh, listen, it's not about value, Rev Deuce. He says the 12K pull is getting better value. That's not really what it's about. We know that, that the single chest has the best value, but it's slow as hell. Okay, so you got you you got to be able to move a little bit quicker sometimes, and you have to decide. So that's why Prime can. That's the ultimate thing about Prime is that it's getting you the extra chest pull for lesser amount of resources spent. So, for example, um, let's let's pretend that they were both pulling twelve Ks and one had Prime and one didn't. Okay, it's the same example. If they're both pulling twelve Ks, but one gets two chest and the other one gets three chest. You know, that's still a difference of one chest. And that was the intent behind this research and why I adapted it for Prime. Because if you're pulling a 12K chest versus a 75K chest, you're getting two extra rolls of the random number generator or one extra chest, okay, for the same price per pull. So that's why I translated this into Prime. Shade says so worth it. Chick says it's about volume. Bombastic says on 75K, I all the time receive less than the 12K pulls. 
you know, I hear people say that. I have a hard time with that. I saw someone on the official Discord the other day saying, I've gone seven days without an uncommon pull. How? How is that possible? All right. I um, went four. Omicron says, Gregor, do you notice improvement on the Prime bonus refinery? All right, Gregor, let's talk a little bit more about the refinery. Do you see a difference on Prime refinery? I'm uh, sorry, the bonus refinery on doing extra. You, you don't do extras. You still do the doubles, right? I still I always do doubles, yeah, because yeah. I don't like to spend all my days mining. Yeah, I, I agree. And ladies and gentlemen, I do want to, to point out Der Blitz is correct. You do not get the benefits of Prime Refinery during a, bo- a bonus refinery. Okay, if you'll look down at the bottom, if you've got Prime, okay, and you're looking at the 12K chest, it says three pulls. It says two plus one. Okay, if you don't have Prime, you just get two pulls. All right, during bonus refinery, even with Prime, I still only get two pulls. Uh, I still only get two pulls and a bonus. Chick says 79 days of only common. How? I cannot. I simply don't sorry, understand. Sorry, sausage fingers, nine days. Nine days yeah. of only common. I still don't get it. I don't get, You guys have the worst luck in the world. Worst luck in the world. Chuck says, I did uh, 1750 pulls all day, got common on all three. <sighs> Terrible luck. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Snipe says either bad luck uh, or is something else that's mean. I I I get it. Uh, Fallen Angel says I've gone four days without a common pull. That's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. You guys yell at Fallen Angel because he uh, he's taking up all your luck. All right. Razik says I've been skunked seven times in a row. When you guys say seven times in a row, let me ask because maybe I'm interpreting this differently. Seven times in a row. Does that mean where you refined you know one round, which is six? You know, like number of chests. I, I don't know. Okay. Because you say, I, I went, like, okay, Snipe says three times this week I got 10 rare crystal from one chest pull, which that would happen with gas. Guys, I, I know it is hard to believe. It blows my mind because I get uncommon every single day. Like, as a matter of fact, it's extremely rare that I get an only common pull. So when I do get one, I'm super pissed. <laughs> if I if I do a double batch, which because I have prime gets me three chests and it's all common, I'm usually pretty angry about it because I think the odds are low enough of that happening, much less multiple days in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just crazy to me. Uh, it, it's nuts. Yeah, Durr says the same thing. If if it happens that I get all common. Uh, that is pretty rare that it happens once, much less twice or three times or four days in a row. Like, I can't imagine. I can't this imagine. This is why those minimums would be amazing if they even had, like, four minimum. Well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, you know, that can be something we file away in the Scopely suggestion box. Maybe there needs to be a floor on the refinery. I, um, it just blows my mind to hear some of these stories out here. You know, because I, it doesn't happen. Gregor, you're an example uh, of when people were on the official Discord saying that the refinery has been tanked again. You remember when they did the they did the beef, they did the buff. I, and got, the re- I got like my biggest pull. Yeah, I have not noticed a difference. You guys uh, here a little bit ago, you guys said that the refinery you felt like it had gone backwards, like they buffed it last month or maybe the month before, and then you guys say you feel like it got worse. Ladies and gentlemen, I pulled over 70 uncommon ore today, like 50 uncommon crystal and, and probably 50 uncommon gas. I, I, and I'm a level 33. And my, by the way, my refinery is still 32. So I, I, don't, it, I haven't experienced it. I Basic haven't. psychology says, though, you always notice more what you lose than what you get. Maybe so. 
Maybe so, and maybe the RNG is tricking you guys into thinking it's getting worse. For ex- <laughs> I'm sorry. He says, F, F- you, DJ. He said, F you. Uh, sorry. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm just lucky. I have told you that I do believe that the random number generator for the refinery works hand-in-hand with the random number generator for the uh, ultra-recruit tokens because I... <laughs> never get full chest pulls of officers uh, never okay so maybe the maybe you guys who are getting full officer pulls maybe your refinery sucks because you're using it all up on the officers i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh right turn Clyde says my refinery loves crystal uh there you go look at there that looks good um Kess says scopely makes it a pattern of giving you what you don't need you know, I don't know. I can certainly see an argument for that, when, especially when I'm looking for level 39 hostels and the system is full of 38s. <laughs> I, I get that. So I don't know. Is the refinery building worth upgrading unless required? I think so. I think so because the, the, the random number generator doesn't change, right, Gregor? But the opportunities for what's inside those chests does increase, right? So, like, right. If, if you go from Ops 32... Sorry, that's a bad example. Let's go Ops 31 to Ops 32. The Let's say, for example, you could have won one rare on the Ops 31, and then you go to Ops 32, now you can win three rare, for example. Okay, So it does, it does increase. The random number generator, I don't think, changes, but what you can win does increase. Okay, so uh, I think you, you guys could look into that and, and, and do that. So anyway, here's, here's the kind of the summation. And, and again, Durr, thank you for spearheading this research. And shout out uh, Big Country and Wardon for, for documenting all this stuff. This is really, really great information. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. It's an infinite reward. Okay, it costs $100. And if you plan on quitting the game in three months, not worth it. <laughs> okay, but if you're, if you're in it for the long haul, then this thing pays out eight additional uncommon per day if you're going to keep it p.s that's an average it's not a locked number don't hold me to it it's a it's a it's law of averages okay big country that's right thank you for that um big country and wardod did the research and they have found that prime refinery increases your uncommon by four per pull all right eight uncommon a day guys that does add up for those of you who are behind, uh, or those of you who feel like you're behind, rather, that adds up. Okay, let's take a look at the rares because this was also interesting to me. Okay, the rares uh, are also interesting. Um, Wardod doing his non-prime research. Okay, uh, just looking at gas, for example, gets one and a half to big countries two point two. So that's only a difference of 0.7, but that means, let's say, out of every two refines, you're getting one extra rare, uh, a.k.a. one extra rare a day. Guys, do we not scramble over getting six rares on Swarm Sunday? Oh, so sad about today, by the way. But do we not get really excited because we have an opportunity to get that one rare crystal per day? Well, here you go. You can get it forever. Okay, with prime refine research. 1.5 to 2.2 on the gas. Looking at crystal, he gets 1.1 to 2.0. All right, a difference of 0.9. Again, pretty much one extra rare crystal per pull. Guys, that's two crystal potentially a day extra. Okay. Well, and remember, now you can get those mats possibly by scrapping ships without 
buying the prime packs sure but you can also double up i mean guys here's the point they they have been working on the economy okay and i I hate to i I am going to put on shill hat for just a second uh, because i know that people want to complain about this or that or this individually but you got to look at all of it okay yes prime refinery costs money all right but if you want to advance faster isn't that kind of the way anybody does it gregor's not a 43 because he grounded out for free okay he wanted to be better he paid for the right to be better, okay? And Prime Refine can get you one extra rare crystal per batch. Now, Gregor's point that you can use the scrapyard, listen, if you don't want to pay for Prime, fine. You can still use the refinery, or you can use the refinery and Prime, okay? I mean, there's a, there's a thousand different ways that you can break it down, but the scrapyard, yeah, sure. Refine, uh, re- uh, sorry, not refine, but build and level and tier your two-star ships, scrap them and you get three star materials there's another boost you can do to your daily input many events all right like officer events and station events and research events and ship events there's another source of uncommon and ultra recruit tokens by the way all right so shill hat on for 30 seconds guys there are plenty of opportunities for you to grind out more of the bottleneck materials in this game you just got to do it okay and not all of them require you to, to spend money prime requires you to spend money but it's a forever return look at ore 1.4 rare ore 1.4 rare ore on prime and again the ore was the tricky one here right because the the uncommon ore refinery with prime gave out twice as much as what crystal and gas did but it doesn't look like they got a real big benefit on the rare ore side of it but again this is only 30 days and they could have also had their own streaks of luck okay but as a general rule prime is paying out more all right, uh, on rare and uncommon crystal, rare and uncommon gas, and at least on uncommon ore, it's paying out more. Five out of six ain't bad, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so I want to I want to point that out. By the way, uh, let me go back into the chat room. Kenny Keir says the best investment in the game is this premium event uh, or premium reward pack. Well, sure it is. We've said that for ages. Uh, well, at least since Arc One came out, we've been saying that for the last forty days that this is by far the absolute best event that they have ever launched. Okay, uh, sorry, not event, but best pack, so to speak. All right, absolute best pack. Uh, Malbeth says I have double ore compared to my crystal and gas both. Um, okay, good. Maybe you're using ore at a smaller rate, uh, or maybe you're accumulating it faster. That's fine. So um, you know, good to go. At the bottom at the end of the day, my conclusion is that Prime is worth it. If it's granting me on average of eight additional uncommon per day. Then yes, Scalyback says explain. Do I spend a hundred US dollars for each? Yes. There's your kicker, okay? Because you buy prime refinery crystal, prime refinery gas, and prime refinery ore. They're each a hundred dollars. And they're not even they're level dependent, so you can't even get them all at the same time. At least <laughs> Scopely's doing us the benefit of breaking them out so you guys don't all go out right now as level twenty eights and buy three hundred dollars for the prime packs <laughs> all right now if you're at level 32 and you don't have any of them maybe you go out and you spend the three hundred dollars i don't know it's up to you one of them is available at 28 one's available at 30 one's available at 32 and uh you can you can get those there so yeah not all primes are a hundred dollars no 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 not all primes are just these refinery ones okay the the three refinery ones are a hundred bucks uh Durblitz says don't scrap your reality yeah please don't do that don't scrap the Rialta. Uh, Bombastic says they need to double the amount of uncommon for buying the prime refinery and they will make a lot of money. 
Yeah, yeah, they probably would, but they're going to scale this out. And listen, really truthfully, for some of you guys and your claims, okay, eight uncommon is double. <laughs> for some of you claiming that you don't get anything for 10 days at a time, I guess getting eight extra uncommons would double, right? So um, there you go. As far as primes go, Rams Nation says prime officer pack is still the best pack ever. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it is. Truthfully, that's one of the most effective packages because it doubles the stats of all your officers. Scalyback says far too expensive. Yeah, it is expensive if you do it all at once. If you break it up over three different or six different levels, I mean, which is kind of the idea, 28 through 32, uh, four levels, sorry. If you break it up over four different levels, then it's not that bad. You know, you're probably spending more than that on a monthly basis anyway. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime is also $100. Yeah, but it lasts for a year. You know what, Durblitz, good point. It only lasts for a year. Prime Refinery is forever. All right, feel the love in your heart. It lasts forever. It is expensive, but it is an investment. The, the primes are always an investment, okay? Uh, a lot of them will do much more damage much quicker. For example, Prime Officers is a good example, but it does stay with you as you grow. So even when you are leveling up your refinery, you still are getting these increased pulls, okay? So uh, you, uh, you do that. Don't forget, if you don't have some of the original primes, for some of you guys with a lot of three-star rare, you can actually get some of the earlier primes for free because they originally used three-star rare all right and at the time we thought that was insane uh guys here's what we're going to do uh running uh, right on time i'm going to take a quick break when we come back we're just going to wrap up real quick we're going to play a game and i'm going to delete this podcast all right <laughs> don't go anywhere my name is ultimate djs this is talking trek live star trek fleet commands official podcast don't go anywhere this program is made possible in part by a grant from coco gypsies the puff cereal with chocolatey coloring from brown shoe parlor it's the action movie that's winning bigly at the box office introducing james dunn i'm really rich a hero who's ready to mix it up with the washington establishment nobody knows the politicians better than i do a hero who's armed with sophisticated weapons nobody knows much more about technology than i do a hero who does his research i know more about isis than the generals do a hero who's not afraid of anything including the irs i understand the tax laws better than almost anyone james dawn the spy who retweeted me now playing in theaters and look for a new light of action figures in stores soon nobody has better toys than i do ACDC on the show. Welcome in. Ascended Czar, I appreciate you, buddy. He says, great podcast for a Sunday drive. I appreciate you saying that because I'm feeling pretty rotten. <laughs> yeah. Fun time. All right. There you go. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This 
is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And if you're in the discords right now, you are here for a live taping, all right? And uh, we do publish this platform on all major podcast platforms. That's iTunes, Google, Stitcher, uh, Podchaser, Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, and now, ladies and gentlemen, on iHeartRadio. That took forever, Snake Eyes, but we are now on iHeartRadio. We finally got it. So uh, there it is. That's uh, that's up and that's running now. Uh, listen, Snake Eyes wants me to do a brief touch on Swarm Sunday. So yes, uh, and I'm sorry, I forgot to talk about this earlier. Swarm Sunday was noticeably absent today. And according to the live ops response that the moderators received, this was working as intended. Now, I did not myself receive an actual explanation as to why they said it was working as intended, why they took it away. Um, I don't know that. However, I saw a couple of theories floating around, and one of them was relatively plausible, although probably selfish, um, is that we received one extra day of Swarm uh, during the last month. And, And I know what day that was. Remember when we got Swarm on Saturday? Uh, and it was not part of the Borg event. It's only happened a week or two, and uh, and I noticed it. We got Swarm, but it was not part of Borg, uh, and they say that that was the event that actually was in error, and so they did not allow us to make it up. Uh, Lego says we received three extra days. Yes, we did, but two of them, Lego, were by design. Two of them were for Borg points. One of them was not. One of them was just an extra day that probably wasn't supposed to happen, okay? We did receive three extra days, but two of them were four Borg points. One of them was nothing, okay? As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it was very recent. Uh, It was a Saturday. We got the Swarm event, no Borg points. It might have even been during downtime. Was it this past Saturday? It's been a, like I said, been a stupid week for me, okay? Uh, I believe it was. Was it this past Saturday? It was right after Valentine's Day. I believe. Uh, didn't didn't we think that was a screw up like they did with the mining event that the first day of the mining event was without the the bog points? And yeah, but the R two compensation for R two didn't start yet. Okay, R two was ended. You got to remember, February fourteenth was Valentine's Day. I believe that was a Friday. February 15th, if, if in fact that was a Saturday. Yeah, Fat Man, I'm with it. I, I suffer from CRS. Remember, I can't remove. Uh, see, I can't even talk. I Yeah, I'm, I'm from CT. I can't talk. Stupid. Uh, let's see. Saturday, yes, yeah, Saturday the 15th. All right, Saturday the 15th was the date. We received a, uh, a swarm event on Saturday the 15th, and Borg Arc 1 was already over. Okay, so that was the extra day that they're talking about. And instead of you know, either canceling it or taking it away or even, you know, being openly communicative about it. They just took it away from us today uh, and said that we're making up for the extra one that we gave you. Uh, they were filling days before the ARC-2. Yeah, I get it. I understand that. But uh, still, they didn't need to necessarily take it away today. Um, so that's that was the unofficial response. Was Why that, take uh, it away? Vita, are you high right now? <laughs> Um, no, I'm listening, uh, I, and I have something like, why take it away? They took it away. You missed the last 30 seconds. They took it away because they gave us an extra yes. one on the 15th. So Yes, but why has to be, to be a certain number of events have been running in free time? Well, okay, that's a good question. Why are they taking it away when they gave us an extra one? Because I would imagine, all right, now listen, I, I'm not a Scopely employee, all right? I'm not a product planner, I'm not a developer, but I would be willing to bet, and this is just 
This is just my uh, my theory. I believe that there's a roadmap, okay, for all of these events, officers, shards, materials. I believe that there's a roadmap already in place. And guys, think about this. I- I'm probably not wrong. These guys, we're, we're not talking about, okay, here's 20 players that didn't get seven Mara shards today. We're talking about giving away 750,000 Mara shards, Okay. Think about it for a second. It's game economy. Yes, Neo. And it's on a much larger scale than you guys realize. Okay? Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, the rewards from Swarm Sunday. Uh, just in trite. Let's talk about trite. How much trite do you guys get? Because I, I think I get like 8 or 9 million trite. Does that sound about right-ish? Let's say it's an average of 5 million. Okay? Let's say it's an average of 5 million. Uh, I know, Viper, I do know the Scopely plans. Okay, I absolutely believe that. No multi-hundred million dollar corporation doesn't have a plan. Okay, now they might be wrong in their projections. Okay, they could be wrong in their projections, but they still have a plan. And if they plan on injecting, you know, 50 billion trite into the economy on a Sunday and they accidentally do it on a Saturday and a Sunday, they've literally printed more money than they intended to print. Okay, so listen, from the analytics side of it, I get it. Am I still disappointed? Sure I am. But if I'm being objective about it, by February 29th, by the way, happy leap year, by February 29th, will we have received the exact same amount of resources that we would have if they did it on the right days? Yes. Yeah, they would have. Okay. Con and Mara shards alone make the economy unbalanced if you give away too much. It's absolutely true. Sinclair says uh, Scopely's like the U.S. Treasury. Also true. They print their own money. Okay. They're printing in-game currency. So they, they are going to control it. Okay. Uh, Viper says it wouldn't be so bad if it was communicated. Bingo. Bingo. Is that what uh, Peter Quill says? Bingo. You're absolutely right. They don't freaking communicate. All right. And I'm, I probably need to stop because I'm going to go off on this if I feel like, if I feel like I'm going to go on a tangent about the communication because, my God, that's been my only god-awful complaint since I started doing this. Just think and talk to breathe us. Breathe in, breathe out. Just talk to us. Just talk to us. Uh, an official announcement today. An ofi- no, they're not going to cancel my show. They might pull, they might pull what they give me, but they're not going to cancel the show. Listen, uh, no, it, it's, it's the same issue. They know it's an issue. Panic knows it's an issue. Gala knows it's an issue. All right, communication. It's a problem. All right. If you had just come out today and issued an official announcement, and you know what? You didn't even have to bother your CMs because it's the weekend. You can do it through the mods. Okay. You've done it before. If you just came out and told the mods, hey, you know what? We accidentally gave you one on, on Saturday the 15th. We're just, we got to balance out the economy. We don't want to give away too much, too fast. All right. We've talked about that. So, hey, on the 23rd, we're going to give you a day off. Uh, you know, we're not going to do any swarm, but we'll still do, you know, the other Borg events and everything that's going on. But no swarm on Sunday, okay? We're not going to do it because we've got to control the number of shards and tritanium that we inject into the economy. And, and they could have condensed that to two sentences because I'm wordy, all right? But if they had done so, then I would imagine there wouldn't have been nearly as much gnashing of teeth on the official Discord, all right? Lego Nerd says he wants me to go off. Uh, Viper, you're saying uh, why not do a community calendar, an event calendar? <laughs> This is why, okay? I made a joke on the official Discord earlier, and I know that Hal is not here right now. Actually, it was Jess. It was assimilated Jess uh, that I was talking about, or talking to on the official Discord today. She made a joke that not even she gets a calendar, all right? And I made the comment that, yeah, you know what? The community, uh, or the content creators do get a calendar. Guess what, guys? We get a calendar. 
I would love to tell you about it, but <laughs> since the day I became a content creator, it's been so wrong. And this is what Jess laughed about. It's been so wrong, it's laughable. Okay? Like, seriously, six out of seven days, it's wrong. Even today, the calendar says Swarm Sunday. <laughs> okay? Wrong. All right? Valentine's Day on the 13th and 14th, it said something different than what we got. On the 15th, 16th, and 17th, it said something different that we got. Borg dropped on the 19th. Okay? The event for the 21st and 22nd was different than we got. Okay? Guys, the calendar is so ridiculous, it's laughable. Okay? So you can't count on it. You can't count on it, and that's why I, I essentially tell people I don't have a calendar because it's so wrong, it's laughable. All right, so you don't want a calendar. All it's going to do is piss you off more, <laughs> okay? All you want to do, I mean, you, you, don't want, you don't want the calendar. Trust me, you do not want the calendar, all right, because it's no more right than our collection of theories out here in the community. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so, Snake Eyes, do we have everything? Let's do quick promotions. Guys, the Teespring merchandise store is open. Snake Eyes have been working very, very hard in there, and we've got a couple of new products, uh, some really exciting stuff in there I'd like to share with you. We've got a really cool coffee mug. There's uh, another couple of cool T-shirts that he's launched in there. Apparently, I've been quoted. Uh, I hope I'm getting trademark residuals off this Snake Eyes. Uh, I'm getting, <laughs> there's a T-shirt made with uh, uh, one of my quotes about pouring the rain. Uh, also, guys, I want you to know that this is a really cool thing that Snake Eyes is doing. He can take your special orders, okay? So if you want Alliance t-shirts or Alliance coffee mugs or Alliance leggings or whatever, I mean, listen, if it's in there, Snake Eyes can make it, okay? Uh, so if there's anything that you've thought about related to this game that you want made, okay, he can do it. He's your guy. And uh, that is through our merchandise store. And uh, make sure and go in and check that out. There's some really good stuff. And there is not – it's not crazy expensive guys as a matter of fact rev was teasing us that it was cheaper than his store and that's simply because we're a smaller group here okay we're not trying to not trying to you know i, I think I guess it's based off volume or, or whatnot but anyway there's some cool stuff look there's willis <laughs> that's great there's a talking trick cell phone holder with my pal willis all right so um yes my autobiography will be called pouring the rain we might we might do it uh thinking of dj t-shirt no today's t-shirt needs to be i'm drinking a beer Okay, so uh, that, that's what we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check that out. If you're listening in the um, if you're listening in the podcast version of this, all right, please do scroll down, and in the episode description, you're going to see a couple of links. You're going to see um, a link to the Amazon support channel. I'd like for you guys to use that, um, and that is not your money. That's Amazon's money that I get just for you doing your normal everyday Amazon shopping. There's also a PayPal link if you want to use it. Don't have to. I'm fine with that either way. I don't I, like I said. This is just for fun. Um, the money that we do raise goes straight back into the show and, and helping people and paying people for their time and effort. So uh, you guys be, be aware of that. I'm not taking any of your money. Uh, there's also a couple of other links down there towards uh, for the Teespring merchandise store as well and our Discord and a little description of some of the games, which, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Beat the Torpedo is running right on schedule. We only have a couple of weeks left before the big ship giveaway. I have not chosen a date, but we are approaching our number of qualifiers, so that's coming up. Uh, uh, make sure that uh, you guys get ready and are uh, still trying to listen and get qualified for Beat the Torpedo so you can get qualified for the three-ship giveaway. Snake Eyes, anything else? Did we get it all? 
Did we catch it all? Uh, guys, when, as soon as we finish up on the air, it uh, looks like Rev is already on the air, and that's because I was running extremely late tonight. So he had a schedule to keep, and he's not going to be late just because I'm late. So uh, we'll hop off here and go hang out with him. In the meantime, let's play a game. Snipes, I tried to get Panic to agree to give me an auger, uh, and that was not in the cards at the time. But I am working on another game after Beat the Torpedo, and I am pushing for uh, some of the... uh I'm pushing for some better prizes for some of the level 34 players. I want to remind you that if you do get qualified uh, for the Beat the Torpedo game as a level 40, for example, you can still go back and pick up a ship. All right. Let's say you win. Uh, let's say you win. You're going to be in a 32 pool. Okay. But let's say you want to go back and you want to pick up, you know, uh, just for collection purposes, you want to pick up a legionary or whatever. That's fine. I don't care. Okay. It's all right. Yeah, you you can always trade down, I suppose, if you want. So we'll we'll work on that. But I do have a game coming up for uh, for some more cool stuff coming up in the coming months. All right, as well as, and I was saying this to a couple of people earlier, we're also working on a game right now that will allow us to take more off-air winners. I know a lot of you guys have been talking about, you know, because right now, how many people? we got 61 people in the room, but we have, on average, about 3,000 people that download the podcast, all right? So shout out if you're one of the podcast listeners who don't have an opportunity to listen live. And I apologize. It's just, you know, we can't get to everyone in the world with all the time zones. So um, you guys who listen on the podcast, you are probably at a slight disadvantage as far as some games are concerned. So we are working yeah, on... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody? Sorry, yeah. if you're, if oh, you're deleting you this, then why are you uh, saying that? Uh, because I'm not actually going to delete it. <laughs> I feel better. I feel. <laughs> I feel better after the last 20 minutes. Uh, I might just delete the first hour. <laughs> I'm not deleting it anyway. This is live radio. Listen, this happened uh, when I. And not to get off sidetrack, so I'll just make this a quick story. Listen, when I was on the air, okay, I did. Uh, 25 hours of radio a week. I did a five-hour morning show. Listen, not every single day did I walk into that studio at 5 a.m. feeling good. Okay, it it you it's impossible, and that's why I think you know not to get into a tangent about real radio. I'm a big believer in live and local. I hate syndication. I hate the satellite stuff because you have a chance to relate to real people. You guys like this show because you talk to me and interact with me in the game. I'm a real person to you guys. So real radio has gotten lost, and and that's what I think. Real radio is real, right? You listen to a morning show, it's good, bad, and ugly. Some days you're happy. Some days you got to be sad together too, right? Some days. Some days it don't work out that way. I've covered a lot of things. I've covered some really cool stuff, and I've covered tragedies. You can't always you can't always be fun, all right? So, uh, anyway, no, I'm going to leave the show up. I'm having a rough day. You guys are here with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna make the best of it, and we're gonna give somebody some uncommon materials. Okay? Oh, damn it! There we go. <laughs> oh god! All right. Anyway. All right, uh, Snake Eyes, I gave you the number. If you would, please find me a winner. And I got to find my torpedo numbers here because I sent them earlier, but I didn't even write them down. Yeah, Misty, appreciate it. All right, uh, Snake Eyes, who's our winner? I didn't even see if you if you posted somebody. Macross. Macross? Holy cow, Macross is into his house. Macross, welcome into the show, buddy. How you doing? Macross from Server 15. Appreciate you being here, buddy. Coolio. Yeah. All right. 
Macross, Macross, Macross. There he is. Macross, would you like to play on text or are you going to play on uh, voice tonight? Macross. Oh, is it Mac Ross? Have I been saying your name wrong for like an entire year? Is it Mac Ross? <laughs> All right. I've been saying it wrong. I'm so sorry, Mac. Well, now I'll call you Mac. I've just always... Eh. You know what? You need to put a better capital letter in there. Okay? Put the put the R as a capital letter, and then I would have known that it was Mac Ross. All right. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to do it on text, he says. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to play the game. Of course, you guys know the rules. I got five torpedo tubes. Each one of them is loaded with a varying amount of uncommon materials. Uh, however, one of these torpedo tubes has 1,000 in it. Okay? The other four are varying amounts ranging from 100 all the way up to 990. Okay? You're going to pick a torpedo tube, and then we're going to read the numbers in an increasing fashion until you say the word stop or the torpedo explodes. If the torpedo explodes, you win nothing. If you say stop and the torpedo has not exploded, then you'll win the last number that I read aloud. Mac Ross, would you please pick a torpedo number? Macross. No, no dealer's choice. <laughs> Macross says he's going with torpedo tube number two. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play the game. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beat the Torpedo, and Macross is playing the game. Here we go. Are you ready, sir? Are you ready? He says yes, and ladies and gentlemen, let the games begin. Torpedo tube number two. Here we go. 40. 70, 190, 260, 340, 390, The torpedo exploded. The torpedo exploded, my friend. You win nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's a whammy. You know what? It was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. And listen, I know Mac. I know he's a high-level player. And he probably has thousands upon thousands of these materials. So he was probably just angling to see how high he could have gotten it to go. Right? Am I wrong, Mac? Yeah, maybe, maybe. That was a low one. Like I said, they were he was playing the odds. I understand completely. Not the odds don't always work in our favor, do they? I apologize. The <laughs> fat man says, "Don't be sad. The, my torpedo explodes on me early too." Shame on you. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, I tell you what. Oh, are you really going to do that, Snake Eyes? Snake Holy cow, that's a better prize anyway. Mac Ross Snake Eyes is going to give you a free product out of our Teespring merchandise store. Holy crap. Yeah, get him a get him some underwear. Could you get him some Talking Trek underwear? <laughs> there you go, Mac. Well, golly, that's a better prize than anything else I had going on. You're going to get a free prize from uh, the Teespring Merchandise Store for Talking Trek. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, yes, to answer some of your guys' questions, he is still qualified for the three-ship giveaway. Just because you didn't win the materials, your name was still drawn, all right? So you are registered for the three-ship giveaway that's happening uh, coming up here in just a couple of weeks. All right, so no worries there. You're still qualified. Uh, just no uncommon for you tonight. All right. Sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do the show. Some, how did we go over on time? Snake Eyes. Of course, if I edit out some of the, the crappy stuff, 
Maybe we'll get back down to time. <laughs> I don't know. No space waffles. The store does not carry BPs, but as discussed with you the other day, I have a pair of leggings for you with my name across the butt. <laughs> All right. That was inappropriate, right? <laughs> Should I cut that part out? <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. I, yeah, I'm done. I am so done. Thank you, Wicked Witch. Appreciate it. She says, hope I have a better day tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thank you for that very much. Bedtime, Misty. Scrappy, thank you. See ya. Grand Vampire, thank you for being here. Mr. Fusion, zip your pants. <laughs> guys, I'm going to roll on out of here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking yeah. Trek. What do you got? Who's this? Who's that? Yeah. Ah, Vita, yeah. thank you. Appreciate it. Baymax, thank you. Viper, good morning from the UK. Razik says, great show. There's Reds to grind. I'm going to go get busy. Scrappy. Go See you bed. later, man. Go to bed. Uh, no, no, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up and make my tomorrow worse. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do an edit tonight? Nope. No. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's coffee time. You're right. I'm going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And and bearing with our real radio environment, right? It happens. It's a real thing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And it has been recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across all major platforms for podcasts. I invite you to check that out and uh, visit us online, www.talkingtrekst.com. TFC.online. Please check that out, okay? And uh, you can see all the episodes, including the one we did last week, including the one we did the week before on progression and how fast you should go, all the way back to our very first episode. Very first episode with No One Shell as our special guest. Make sure you check it out. Get caught up. Do a little binge listening this week, all right? And I will see you guys Wednesday night, Wednesday, February 26th for another recording. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm hopping on out of here. You guys have a great Sunday night. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye.